I'm going to ask you all to do something a little different for me today, if that be okay. Normally, when we read the scripture, as I drop stuff on the floor, it is me reading for your hearing. And today, I would like for us all to read it together. Can we do that? Can we do that? All right. Today's scripture is Psalm 23. And it reads, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the path of namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valleys, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Amen. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for being the good shepherd. We thank you for guiding us, for directing us, for protecting us on every side. We're grateful for your wisdom, for your grace, for your mercy, God, for your redemptive power, for your sal the salvation that you gave to us. We're grateful that as we run to your throne room, that you meet us there and that your spirit would overtake us in a mighty way. Today, God, speak like never before. Give us those things that, that we stand in need of. And more importantly, God, just give us more of you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Today's, uh, today's sermon is entitled Faith Fathers. And one of the reasons why I chose that title is over the course of my lifetime, I've seen many things as I believe many of you have as well. And sometimes when we meet challenges and we meet different opportunities, it's hard for us to look past what we see in front of us to find that faith to push through. However, if we would take the time to look at God for the God that he's always been all those years of our lives previously, we would find somehow find the faith to realize that if he did it then, he could do it now, and he will always do it because God is the type of God that is consistent on every side. So sometimes it is us looking at a situation and going back to our, our, our file cabinet and saying, let the record reflect, five years ago when something similar to this happened, God showed up in a mighty way and all was well. Yeah, I, I think today will be fine too. So sometimes it's, it's, it's a encouraging of ourselves. It's a sparking of our faith, not based on what our arms or our hands do, but simply on what God has already done. Amen? Amen. Now, this scripture is a very interesting, to, interesting one to me, as I feel like this illustrates it well. I can almost see David sitting down in the cool of the day. Yes, I'm putting stuff into the scripture sitting down in the cool of the day, reflecting on all that God has been in his life, and he begins to pen, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He, he, 
He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Yeah, he, he does that for me. He, he restoreth my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for he has always been with me. His rod and his staff, it has comforted me. He's prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies and my cup. It overflows. Surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I, I can see him reflecting over the life time of things that he has seen and even things he has done and coming to such a great revelatory conclusion and writing this song. I see him going through his faith files so that these words are not just words, but they hit him in a mighty way because they mean something so great to him. And I believe that as we look back over our lives, we can sing a similar song. We can we can find a similar revelation. We will see that God has always been there for us, that even in the most the, the most challenging times of our lives, he has not left us nor forsaken us. Even in those times where it appears that the enemy has won, he has always come back and made it for our good. Maybe it rings real deep with you, but let's look at David for a little bit. Maybe, maybe if we look at a portion of his life, we can understand how he can write such an eloquent explanation of how he feels. You see, David, we know, is a king, right? Y'all can talk to me today. Just make me feel at home. David is a king, right? But he didn't start that way. He was, a old, he was a little shepherd boy. He was not from a royal lineage. He basically uh, uh, showed up on the scene watching his father's sheep. He was a part of what we would call a working class family. But now God has chosen him to be king. What's interesting about all of this is this. God didn't choose somebody that had, had the birthright to be a king. He didn't choose somebody that grew up in the palace. He chose a shepherd. And as we look at history, as we look at biblical history, we find that shepherds and kings mirror a lot as far as their responsibility, their duties, and their call. We, we find that as he was a shepherd, he had to find out that, that it was his job to protect the sheep. It was his job to provide green pastures for the sheep. It was his job to make sure that if any impending danger was even close, that he handled it. It was his job to build such a trust with his flock that they knew that if they followed him, all things would be all right. It was his job with this rod or this staff that he carried in his hands to not only guide and direct, to pull and, and, and to, to, uh, and to uh, uh, protect them from oncoming danger, but it was also a measure of correction. You see, if a sheep ran off too many times, the practice of the shepherd would be to break one of the legs and to throw the sheep on his shoulders and walk until it was healed and back to normal. Now, some people would say that's cruel. But the reality of it is, is it taught many lessons. It taught the sheep not to run off. But it also added additional weight to the shepherd as the shepherd bore the weight of the sheep 
as it began its healing process. It built an intimate relationship between the shepherd and the sheep in such a way that the sheep began to, to trust the shepherd because it had no choice to begin with. It, it began to want to be closer to the shepherd. The shepherd began to know the tendencies of the sheep because now they are essentially joined for weeks and sometimes months. You see, it's these lessons of being a shepherd that I think drove David. Let, let, let's continue. David uh, uh, was an excellent player of the harp. Some uh, translations say lyre, but we're going to say harp. So much so that when King Saul uh, lost his uh, uh, favor with God and an evil spirit was tormenting him, he said, I need somebody that's excellent at playing this harp so much so that it would drive this thing away from me. And they say, well, we know this little shepherd boy that can play the harp, and he's really, really good. And so they brought David in, and David began to play, and the evil spirit began to go, and, and, and Saul was so happy with David that he made him his armor bearer. Oh, God. Now, as an armor bearer to the king, you see a lot of things. You're in places that nobody else is a part of. Now, now let's look at it. David is anointed king. A lot of folk don't know about it as a young boy for what will be. And now he is sitting with the king and on meetings that nobody else is a part of, seeing how the, 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 the country is being run in such an intimate way that he is being mentored for his future without the king even knowing he's doing it. And we all know that while he was there, he, he became friends with Jonathan. And something about real friendship. You know, a lot of us have associates and folks we call friends, but when, friend, when people will risk their very life, their relationships with their parents and everything they have to make sure that you're okay, you learn a lot about having faith in a friend and being a friend itself. And we all know that David, as a young man, walked on the scene and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that threatens the armies of the Lord? And with a slingshot and some smooth stones, he slew a giant named Goliath that nobody else would touch. We, we, we all know some of those stories, right? Right? I love this. Now, let, let's look at the, the scripture itself. So in knowing pieces of David's story, what we find is when he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. What I can see him doing in his mind is looking back on his time as a shepherd and how God in, in, in God's infinite wisdom plays this role so well. He has, he has uh, uh, provided for a family that was a shepherd family. So they didn't have everything, but it doesn't seem from the scriptures that they wanted for a lot. That he provided knowledge when knowledge was needed. He was anointed king, but he had no idea how to do it because he did not come from that type of lineage. But now he is sitting as an armor bearer for the king in all the places that he needs to observe. The green pastures uh, il illustrate a, a, a provision of all the necessities in life. And we know that God has already uh, promised that he will bless us with those. But the thing that I love is he leads me beside the still waters. Still waters being the key. Because sheep don't drink from uh, rough or troubled waters. 
So a shepherd has to pay attention to the details. And God throughout, da out, throughout David's life has been so attentive to the details that he sent him to a place where he could learn. He, 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 he caused him to have a friend that would save his life. He, he put him in places and, and around people that, that would ultimately propel him exactly to the position that he needed to be. And it wasn't that he went over it with a broad stroke brush, but it was all the small details that made sure that he was in position. Verse 3, where it says, he restoreth my soul. I believe that David looked back to that day where he was standing on the roof when he should have been fighting and saw this beautiful woman and took, him, took her in to his bedchamber and got her pregnant only to find out that it was one of his soldier's wives. And he brought the soldier back in and he said, uh, uh, sleep with your wife, it's a beautiful day. And he said, no, I should be fighting. I'm so loyal to you that I don't want to do anything else. Send me back. And so he sent him back with a letter and had him killed. But God, in the midst of all that, saw his iniquity and saw his sin, but yet he still restored and redeemed and forgave him. And the scripture goes on to say, Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I think he may have gone back to that time where the lion and the bear tried to attack his sheep, and that rod and that staff helped him out. It was also the, the portion of the, 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 the lesson of the lion and the bear that helped him ultimately with Goliath. Thou, that thou anointed my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. He was anointed king, but the intimate relationship he had with God propelled him to believe that he would always have that. Why am I saying this? Because in the toughest times of our lives, we focus so much on the now that we forget about what God has already done. We look at the enemy and, and how powerful he looks in that moment, and we forget that God is still all-powerful. We, we, we come to the place where a decision has to be made, and instead of reflecting on the God of our salvation, we reflect on the issue of the time. There has been too many things that God has done for us, too many places God has led us to, too many times that God has shown up at the very last minute when we needed him the most, too many times where we felt like we were alone and got a peace and a comfort that nobody around us could have given us because they weren't there. There, there has been too many times that God himself has walked into a situation and made it all all right for us to take a, a current situation and run as if God was never God in the first place. Faith file says this. When I approach a situation or an issue, I will believe that the God that was my salvation yesterday will be the God of my salvation today. Faith file says that when I see something that looks very similar to what I've gone through before, I, in my mind, will reflect on the fact that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and yesterday, today, and forevermore. So if he delivered me from this five years ago, two years ago, three years ago, then there's no reason for me to believe that he won't today. Faith file says this, that the testimony that you bring to the table could very much wind up in my file cabinet and be the blessing that propels me forward. We can't be afraid to share our testimonies because our testimonies themselves also propel and shape and spark other people's faith. 
If God showed up for me on a Tuesday when I had nothing uh, in my cupboard to eat and somebody rings my doorbell and brings me something, I don't know why I'm bringing it, but the Lord, I felt uh, of the Lord directed to come here. So uh, here's a bag of groceries and I share that with you. And now it's Thursday and you have a similar problem. Instead of sulking and pouting, you might be at the door waiting, expecting God to show up. And what a mighty thing it is when you have the faith that God is going to be there because now you're not surprised that he comes, but you're expecting it. When somebody comes to you with an issue and a problem and you pray, now if you, if you really look at your faith files, instead of praying and saying, amen, whew, I hope that works. Now you're praying with an expectancy that says, I know that God showed up for me and I know that God can show up for you. And I am expecting to be. matter of fact, when this comes to pass, I need you to call me and let me know. Faith files work so much more than just for you. It's for the people that you're connected to at your job. It's for the people you're connected to in your families. It's for the people that you see on a daily basis. It's for the strangers that you encounter in the streets. God is calling us in this moment right now today to reflect on all that he has been in our lives and to take that power into our futures. Close your eyes with me today. If you believe that God has done anything for you in your life, could you raise your hand? Hands down. If you have encountered any type of hard place in your life, can you raise your hand? Hands down. If you believe that at the very last minute when you thought you were going to fail, fall, or be devoured, God came through, can you raise your hand? Hands down. Now open your eyes. I ask you to close your eyes because sometimes people won't raise their hand. They go. But I wish you could have seen the fact that on all three questions, everybody raised their hand. Did I say everybody? I did say everybody, right? I'm, I'm going to get out your way in a minute. I, I did say everybody, right? So what I want you to realize is you're not fighting by yourself. You're not the only one that goes through. You're not the only one that needs God. And you're not the only one that God has ever showed up for. So if you look at the person next to you, they have a file cabinet probably bigger than yours of all the things that God has ever done in their lives. And that file cabinet should cause us all to say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepareth the table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth over surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. People of God, if we look at our experiences and we look at our God, that should be something that we should be able to say with all confidence. And our psalm should ring in the ears of all those that we meet, just as this psalm rings in ours. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Amen.